Maybe I just want to opt out of this fucking podcast right now. You know, COVID. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. Subscribe, like, share the podcast, please. I got to get that out right now. Um, how's everybody doing? It's uh, Tuesday, and we have players across the NFL that are starting to voluntarily opt out of the season, which is, uh, needless to say, we were expecting it. But uh, just wanted to kind of take a look through uh, before we get into the draft guide, the obedience trading. Uh, Take a look at some of these opt-outs that have come in so far. Um, And I go through what we're going to be doing here now. As far as the opt-outs are concerned, I'm trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to put them into the depth charts, but I am going to put them into the depth charts. Um, Just trying to figure out if I want to keep them for right now for a couple of weeks, keep them marked as opted out in whatever, wherever they are listed in their position, you know, starter, backup, all that type of thing. Um, And then we can kind of go back through you know, or even on your own, you can kind of tell who's going to take that step up uh, currently, you know, as of whenever you go through it. Uh, This is probably the way that I'm going to do it because I want to try and make a spot for the practice squad players uh, somewhere around the bottom uh, where we have most of the free agents that the team didn't re-sign and have not signed anywhere else. Um. I would expect maybe some of these players to actually get re-signed now that these players are out. Um, Should actually have pulled this up too, is what exactly happens with the opt-outs. Oh, it was a long day today. I apologize for not being 100% ready to go under here. Okay, so let's kind of take a look here. So, and I'm reading this off at NFL.com. Under the amended collective bargaining agreement between the NFL and NFL Players Association agreed to on July 24th, players have the choice to opt out of the 2020 NFL season due to the COVID-19 pandemic. If a player wishes to opt out, he may provide his club with written notification within seven days of the date that the NFL and NFLPA finalize the agreement that includes the terms of such opt-out. So that means by the end of this month that they have to have it in there. Um, Otherwise, they're expected to uh, play the season. Uh, To be designated a voluntary opt-out, a player must be under contract or subject to a tender uh, you know, the franchise tag, whatnot. 
Uh, the player's contract will toll, and all provisions of that contract for the tolled year will be applicable the following season. So if they become under un, uh, unrestricted free agents, you know, restricted free agents next year, then it, you know, in 2021, it rolls over into 2022. You get it? So any player that this is the final year of their contract and they voluntarily opt out, they don't accrue that year. They have to play the next year. So the player will be eligible for a stipend of $150,000 to be treated as a salary advance against his told contract. An undrafted free agent, however, is not eligible for the stipend. Um, there's a designation for a higher risk opt out. You know, somebody that had been diagnosed with, say, cancer, chronic, uh, kidney disease, heart, uh, heart conditions, stuff like that. Uh, it's not mandatory for a higher risk player to opt out. Higher risk opt out will receive an, an accrued season towards free agency and all benefits and minimum salary credit for accredited season is also eligible for a stipend of $350,000 which will not constitute a salary advanced. So if they're considered higher risk, though, that actually goes towards uh, their free agency period. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. So, all right, let's take a look at the voluntary opt-outs and see if there's anything of some real interest. We're going to go to the AFC North first, where we have a couple of Baltimore Ravens, one being kick returner DeAnthony Thomas. Uh, not really that big of an issue. They have enough guys that could do that job. Offensive lineman Andre Smith, who is a backup at right tackle behind Orlando Brown, has opted out. So nothing really too major. That could actually keep a couple of UDFAs on the team, though, um, because they are weak at right and left tackle. So that could keep a couple of players on the board here for us. So we'll pay attention to that. Uh, let's see. We're going to the AFC East. And we're taking a look at the Buffalo Bills. I'm just doing this based on the NFL.com uh, list, and it's all done by uh, alphabetical order by team. So uh, as far as the Buffalo Bills, we have D-tackle star Latouille, or Latule. Uh, so with him out, that means that they're going to either move Vernon Butler up or they're going to move Quentin Jefferson over uh, from the uh, strong side D-tackle spot. So... That's something to kind of pay attention to. They'd actually be better off having Quentin Jefferson in that spot versus Vernon Butler uh, if they want to move him. NFC East, we are going to the Cowboys. We have a couple guys here. We have wide receiver Stephen Goudry. He is a UDFA, <laughs> so he's gone. Um which is really surprising. I'm surprised, actually, that I saw a UDFA on there that opted out. I've seen a couple that have hit the COVID list, uh, which is something else that we need to go through. Um, but a UDFA opting out, he must have some kind of a health concern. There's no way a kid would not take a chance on a on an NFL spot. Um, 
and I understand if they take, I mean, taking it really serious. If you take it really seriously, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, you might have just squashed what little chance you had to actually make a team, if that makes any sense. I'm not trying to make it sound like cold hearted or anything, but that's just kind of how the NFL works. Um, and any, you know, major sport for that matter. Uh, cornerback can market, uh, Maurice Kennedy. So he's the backup to Chidobia Wouzier. So he's out. That's going to give Reggie Robinson a shot. The fourth round pick out of Tulsa behind him. It also could, um, mean that, you know, whoever on the, the strong side corner between uh, Trevon Diggs and Anthony Brown, whoever the backup is there, is probably going to back up both spots. All right, AFC South. We need to go check out the Houston Texans because, uh, let's see here, D-tackle Eddie Vander does. Uh, is Eddie Vander doesn't want to play this year. Uh, he's the backup to Ross Blacklock in the middle at nose tackle. We didn't really like Eddie Vander does it. anyways, but that really kind of depletes some of the backup spots, and that's what we also need to take a look at as well is, you know, how thin is this going to start thinning down some of these teams? Now, they'll fill it out. You know, they'll they'll get guys in here, but um, let's see here. Kansas City Chiefs, so we need to go to AFC West. And I heard about this one yesterday. Offensive lineman Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, starting right guard, is going to be out. So that's either going to mean, I doubt they're going to move Ryan Hunter, who is his primary backup. I doubt they're going to move him up. Um, I would expect that they might actually move uh, Andrew Wiley over. He's the backup to Nick Allegretti. Or they could use Mike Rummers, the backup to Mitchell Schwartz, or uh, their third-round pick, Lucas Niang, uh, out of TCU, actually, they could move over. He's the backup for Eric Fisher. They could move him to right guard or even left guard, keep him on the same side, move Allegretti over. So that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Duvernay Tardif was actually just an average average player. Now, the team with the most is going to be the New England Patriots. And this one's a bit concerning if you're looking at the defense. Uh, but I'm going to start on the offense real quick. You got fullback Dan, Dan Vitale. He's going to be out. Uh, running back Brandon Bolden is going to be out. So that's going to kill one of the options in there, which is great. Um Great for fantasy, you know, condenses the the share, the load share back there. Uh, offensive lineman Najee Toran, uh, who was, I believe, a practice squad player last year. So that is not going to do anything to the Patriots offensive line. Okay, that's going to be good. Um, but when we move to defense, there's a couple of things here now. We're going to have Dante Hightower is, has said he's not playing. Um, and we've talked about 
how there's a lack of depth at the linebacker position in New England, and that just got way, way fucking worse. So they're just under $9 million for the salary cap, so I would expect that uh, they go after somebody there for that line, in another middle linebacker position because um, they're hurting badly there. Um, ooh, actually, I missed an offensive lineman. Uh, but we'll hit another one here. Uh, also for New England, uh, this was a, considered an unspecified opt-out, uh, was safety, uh, strong safety Patrick Chung. So second-round pick Kyle Duger is either going to move over to strong safety. I doubt Devin McCourty moves over. He's better off at the free safety position. Uh, but they could have Duger, safety out of Lenore Rhyme. Uh, they could move him over. Otherwise, what they could also do is um, Adrian Phillips, who is a free safety free agent uh, from the L.A. Chargers, they could move him over as well. And then that would actually probably put J.C. Jackson back into the slot. Slot corner spot. They could also use Justin Bethel too. Um but I would think J.C. Jackson, being familiar with the position, is probably the most likely option there. Um, I did miss an offensive lineman um, for them, and he's a higher-risk opt-out, and that's offensive lineman uh, Marcus Cannon, who is the starting right tackle. So that actually does hurt them. Um, so that's going to move Corey Cunningham up. I don't think, no, you're not going to have any of these other ones. So they're going to be looking there. Maybe they re-sign. Uh, there's a couple things that they could do. They could re-sign James uh, Ference, offensive guard, uh, that they didn't re-sign this offseason, or Marshall Newhouse, offense, an actual offensive tackle. Um, Packer fans will laugh at that name a lot because we hate Marshall Newhouse. He was a terrible pick. All right. NFC South, tight end Colwick for the New Orleans Saints. All right, not a big deal. He's just practice squad anyways. Um, so not a big deal there. Uh, anybody else from the South here? Uh, yeah, we'll come back to it. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, NFC West. Go to the Seahawks and offensive lineman Chance Warmack, who was a backup. He was actually signed um, as just a street free agent. He had basically most of the last year off. I can't remember if that was due to injury or not. I don't think so. I think it was just due to being fat and lazy. Um,. So it's not a, that big of a deal to them. Uh, go to Tennessee. Offensive lineman Anthony McKinney. Okay, another UDF, another UDFA uh, offensive lineman. So no big deal there. Again, it's just like what I said about the other uh, young kid, um, Stephen Goodry. I I don't know. I don't know why. Not going to get mad at him for it, but I mean, you're already more on the roster bubble than anything, and 
now you have that now you're doing this so don't be surprised if you don't see these guys back cfl maybe all right minnesota vikings this is a uh, higher risk uh opt out it was d tackle michael pierce that was a free agent signing out of baltimore so that is going to leave them with jaleel johnson and armand watts uh, possibly Jalen Holmes moving over in there. So they got Minnesota got a lot, a lot weaker up the middle. So we get a strong, we get a strong offensive line, strong running game. We can start, I think, start thinking about running against Minnesota Vikings, and I don't think there's going to be a lot of people thinking about that either. Um, again, they're they're good at linebacker, but you know, with Anthony Barr, Eric Hendricks, and Eric Wilson there, but. Um, that defensive line was a real huge mainstay for them, and that's going to hurt. So, hope the Packers get Everson Griff, Griff, uh, or Griffin from them. Uh, let's see, because I don't think they'll resign him. He's a DN. All right, so we got the. Washington douche canoes. They're in the NFC West or pff, NFC East. Oh, D and Caleb Brantley should be a backup in here. Yeah, he's a he's like a third string guy. He's actually lined up at D tackle. He he was one of these guys that could rotate in there. Uh, between DN and D tackle, but he's already behind Deron Payne and Tim Settle, so nothing real big there. Um, let's go to the NFC North because there's an extra name that I'm going to throw out here that's being reported um, or being rumored. Uh, but the first one, the actual one, is D tackle Eddie Goldman for the Chicago Bears. Uh, nose tackle right there. So Eddie Goldman's out now. They can move John Jenkins up, but they're going to be they're going to be rather they're going to be rather thin unless they keep the UDFAs and Lee Autry and LaCale London in there. So that is going to make their running their run defense a bit weaker. It's going to make their pot, but more importantly, it's going to weaken their pass rush a little bit. So get another strong defensive or uh, offensive line team in there. That's only going to help the offense. All right, AFC West, we're going to the Denver Broncos, where we have D-tackle Kyle Pecco, uh, third stringer behind Mike Purcell, and uh, third-round rookie McTelvin uh, Agum. Uh, so not a big deal there. These uh, Goldman and Pecco were unspecified. Oh, I forgot to do this, the extra one. Rumor has it that we're going to find out real quick who's going to be a starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears uh, because the rumor is that uh, Nick Foles is going to opt out. It's a rumor. Not get all, you know, excited about it, but um, if that's the case, if Nick Foles opts out it's it's Trubisky's job so great deal there uh, Chicago if he opts out uh, no fault of Foles uh, just makes me laugh because it's it's the Bears 
All right, we're going back to the AFC East, and we're going to the New York Jets. And we have offensive lineman Leo Kolometangi. Kolo, Kolometangi. Kolometangi. Uh, third string um, center. Not a big deal in there. And then Philadelphia. At least we lose one of the wide receivers that we had to try and figure out. Uh, wide receiver Marquise Goodwin uh, has opted out. Uh the story behind that one is that him and his wife are still ha trying to have um, have a child after they lost one a couple of years ago when he was in San Francisco. So uh, as far as Marquise Goodwin is concerned, he's good in my book. Um, he doesn't need to explain anything on there. None of these guys really need to explain anything. Um, you know, it just it really just kind of is. You know, it is what it is. If you're if you're scared of it, just opt out. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to fault anybody on there. Um, Rivera, the coach of the Douche Canoes, has said that Alex Smith would be in QB equation if cleared. Told you that on yesterday's podcast. Thank you very much. Um, uh, oh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this is new to me, at least for today. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey was placed on active PUP list. It does not mean that he's missing any games um, for the season, but um, he is coming back. I believe it's from a shoulder. I believe it's a shoulder. But... Uh, so he's going to be starting there. We'll see what happens on there. Um, Titans place first rounder Isaiah Wilson on the reserve COVID-19 list. Oh, that's new. New to me. Isaiah Wilson. Yeah, the right tackle. So that's that brand new fucking right tackle. To replace Conklin. Um, nothing real big there. Um, we'll see what happens with all that. I'm trying to find this stupid fucking reserve slash COVID-19 list. Just fucking had it. It just came out. I saw it this morning. Now I don't know where it is. Um, not a big deal. I'll designate. I'll designate those. I don't know how I'm. De I don't know how the fuck I'm supposed to designate this shit. Either with a star or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, reserve COVID-19 list. Oh, I hate you. I hate you fucking NFL.com. Come on. Grunt. Um... Terrible that I can't find this. Okay. So, found it. Or at least I found the players that were added to the list. Um, we'll just go through these ones real quick. Um, Buffalo, Isaiah Brown, uh, defensive back. 
this is a reserve COVID-19. So this is, this is players that have either contracted COVID-19 or have come into somebody with contact. So they're being uh, quarantined. So our Tavis Pierce, a running back for Chicago, uh, Malik Henry, wide receiver for Indianapolis, uh, cornerback Jackson Porter for Indianapolis, um, Jacksonville, Luke Barku, defensive back, uh, nose tackle Devon Hamilton, uh, defensive back Josiah Scott, and guard Trevor Wallace Sims. Sounds like a lot of UDFAs. Uh, Miami, long snapper Blake Ferguson. Oh, no. D-tackle Benito Jones. Uh, defensive back Cordrea Tankersley. Mm, that's going to hurt some of that depth there. Uh, Minnesota had tackle Blake Brandle. Uh, D-back Brian Cole. Guard Tyler Higby, not the tight end for fucking L.A. And uh, rookie wide receiver Justin Jefferson was the big one for Minnesota that went on there. Um, Philadelphia had Deshaun Hall, a defensive end. Um, oh, uh, he is reserved, physically unable to perform from waiver failed physical. Ooh, all right, fair enough. Um Pittsburgh, Arian Springs, D-back, San Francisco had Richie James, wide receiver, uh, another rookie. Oh, here, <laughs> here's a rookie that we were talking about last week. Running back for Tampa Bay, Keyshawn Vaughn. <laughs> so he's not going to start training camp on time. I shouldn't laugh at it. It's not funny, but uh, it's funny just for the fact that now everybody's like, oh, I guess I'm going to sit back because he's going to miss part of training camp. No, he should have just done it because he's a fucking rookie. All right. And Washington, the douche canoes are out defensive. And uh, Caleb Brantley. Oh, he's a higher risk opt out. Duh, we just talked about this shit. Come on. Come on. Why is that on this list? Uh, and wide receiver Emmanuel Hall. So that's all. That's all we're going to talk about for COVID. I'm done. I'm done talking COVID. So I'll figure out some designations and stuff like that. And I'll have that all re-upped this weekend. Um, anybody that's opt that is opted out, I'll make a note on it on the ADP chart too, that they're opted out so that we don't end up having them, you know, show up in the, in the draft guide and stuff like that. So, no big deal. No big deal. Full shizzle. So let's get into our obedience trading. So let's see, what do we got? We got five and six today. Number five. ADP is a guide. ADP is the devil. ADP will help you see where players usually go, but by no means is it the end-all be-all for your draft. If you want a player but his ADP suggests he should go 10 picks later, you are more than fine to take that player if you like him more than what is available. Do not select someone you don't like because ADP says it's his time and miss out on a player you're happier with. That is a huge fucking rule for me. If you like a guy way more than all the picks, you know, all the players that are ahead of him, just fucking take him. No bones about it. Don't fuck around. 
Don't screw up your draft. Don't take a guy just because, I guess I'm stuck with him. Build your team. But build it the way you want to because it's a smart move. Not because I'm telling you you have to, right? We talked about this yesterday with the whole... um, you know, thing with having a plan, know thy enemy. You know, this all goes, this all ties in together. If you want them, fucking take them. I'm done with this shit where everybody says, oh, you can, you should really wait until the fifth round. Okay? Is it going to be there? Can you look at all the players behind? Like, if you were to select a different player, a player that you didn't like, but you just did it based on ADP. Would he still be there when he got back? Don't know. Is it going to be damn close? Probably. Now, we're not going to take a guy two rounds earlier, right? Like, you're not going to take DJ Chark in the second round. No, we're not doing that. But if DJ Chark is, say, a, let's just say, start of the fifth round, and you're at the start of the fourth round and you know DJ Shark isn't going to be there. Would you consider taking him if you liked him more than the wide receivers that were there? You sure as fuck would. You sure as fuck would and you should. All right. Number six, handcuffing. Now we're not talking about... (laughs) Happy, happy, fun, fun time handcuffing, okay? We're not even talking about getting in the back of a squad car handcuffing. We're talking about running back handcuffing. Always a good call to grab the backup running backs for your starting running back in a great system or setting. That way, if the starter goes down, you will have the guy that everyone wants to spend their fab money on, and you didn't spend a dime. This will also give you peace of mind and allows you to spend less time chasing waiver wire targets that may not be worth it two weeks later. I love the handcuff, if I can, for a reasonable price. Will I pay up for handcuffs? Yes. Now, I was thinking about it, too, with the whole Nick Chubb, you know, Kareem Hunt. Would I handcuff that? I don't know if I'd spend that high of a pick, to be honest with you. First round pick, probably a fifth round pick. Let's just be honest. Somebody's going to come up and try and grab Kareem Hunt. It's going to cost you a fifth round, at least. Is it worth it? In the long run, it probably is. But the, here's the problem. Here's the problem with certain, certain you know, quote unquote handcuffs like that, where you have to spend a higher round pick because if he is splitting part of the backfield work, you'll tear your hair out. If Kareem Hunt has a really good week, and and so and you started Nick Chubb, let's say Kareem Hunt goes off, what are you going to do the next week? Probably play Kareem Hunt, and then Nick Chubb will go off. So there's kind of there's kind of smarter plays, smarter type of backups. Like, um, you know, if you have Zeke, you want Tony Pollard, you know, stuff like that. Because Zeke commands everything. 
Dalvin Cook will command everything. So it's worth it to have Alexander Madison as a handcuff, right? Um, Saquon Barkley, don't really know who the backup is right now. Right now I think I had Wayne Gallman. But, uh, yeah, you, you just got to play it smart with those. Um, I try not to handcuff with guys that maybe will take, like, in all honesty, Nick Chubb will probably get about two-thirds of the workload, and Kareem Hunt will have a third. So it's worth paying up to have that to have that peace of mind in there. Probably not. Not for the price. You can get another wide receiver, maybe another running back, a tight end, maybe even want to pay up for a quarterback in there. That's kind of the trade-off. If if Kareem Hunt was sitting there in the eighth, absolutely I'd fucking handcuff it. No fucking doubt in my mind I'd fucking handcuff it. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for that. I'm going to keep this podcast rather short today. Got some baseball to play before going to bed. Uh, I got a long work day tomorrow. But uh, we'll have another podcast out on Thursday. I promise you I will do everything in my power to have that one out on Thursday. So we're ready to go for the weekend. So any more updates, any more COVID um, opt-outs, anything major that really happens, um, we'll be ready to go. But uh, before I forget, and we're getting out of here in just a minute, um, if you're over on Spotify, uh, go check out my buddy Church, Church's podcast over on Spotify. It's Independent Opinion. It's uh, not what I would call conspiracy theory. I think it's more uh, just talking through some of the issues that are going on today. Um, spends a little bit less on conspiracy theory and just kind of more outside thinking. Um, just looking at issues and whatnot. It's a pretty good podcast. A uh, buddy of ours, uh, Jeff Johnson, is on there every once in a while. So uh, check it out. It's really good. Um, if you need something else just to kind of get away from sports or whatnot, even though I'm sure by now, you know, everybody's just really, really wants sports. But, yeah, check it out. It's a good podcast. I listen to it every week, so. But uh, I'm going to get out of here. I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Peace out.